0: Dhyanam meditation, this is the topic about which I have been asked to speak. This is something, the meditation is something that is uh, universally now recognized as having uh, a lot of what we call dritta immediate visible codifiable effects, immediate effects, unlike giving money in charity. You don't know when you will see the benefits. (laughs) Next life, you may be born in a wonderful place or something, but you know, right now you want something. And so right now, if you want something, meditation is the way. Uh, because it has what is called drishtabhala as opposed to adrishtabhala and adrishtabhala means it can it can fructify later like the effects of good works etc can fructify later but drishtabhala means immediately you meditate and immediately you feel better even if you don't feel better the people around you feel better that you have meditated (laughs) (laughs) so that is a very good thing and it is recognized by doctors. Doctors will say, I think you should do some meditation. All these things. It has, it has got, uh, the Buddhists have done, uh, especially the Tibetan Buddhists have done, uh, you know, lot of research on meditation. And they have found that it reduces heart rate, it reduces blood pressure, it reduces stress, of course, and so many things. And so that's why it's a very, very important practice so that one can go through the day without blowing up. Mm -hmm. And without either blowing up, exploding or imploding, because that's also very popular. Yeah, that's a popular reaction to stress. (laughs) You either explode or you implode. Mm -hmm. So that being said, there are many, many different kinds of meditation. So many kinds of meditation. And uh, uh, of course, if you talk about the Buddhist meditation, most of them talk, uh, talk about centering and looking at the uh, breath, watching the breath, watching the mind, watching various things, which in itself is calming. If you watch the breath, the mind immediately calms down. It's amazing actually. And the easiest thing to do, watch the breath and if you in fact if you cannot watch the breath count the breath that itself is a very centering practice but for us watching the breath watching the mind watching the body are steps to something else because in vedanta we have a specific kind of a meditation first of all what is meditation saguna brahma vyaparah this is the definition of meditation manasam vyaparah mental activity. Oh, mental activity is meditation? (laughs) Well, in that case, if I'm planning to rob a bank mentally, that should should make me a very contemplative person, but it doesn't. So, mental activity, that's an insufficient definition of meditation. So, Manasavya Paraha, for which the topic or the subject matter is Sagunam Brahma, Ishwara. Brahman which is, as it were, endowed with attributes of being invoked as, which is invocable as the cause of the universe. That becomes the subject matter, the topic of the meditation. Because if you just say, Brahman, I don't want form, I I don't, uh, people who meditate are uh, generally interested in uh, Buddhist meditations because, there is, the, there is the comfort of not dealing with some inconvenient questions, like who is the cause of the universe? What is, is there a cause? What is this cause? And on top of that, why should I relate to this cause? This is, these are all very difficult and inconvenient questions and they are uh, not, so in, a, in other words, uh, Vedantic meditation is not a standalone practice. It is in tandem with the knowledge, because the knowledge helps to understand and assimilate what this cause of the universe, which we call Ishvara, is. How is it non-separate from you? How is it non-dual from you? That is what it seeks to understand. And so the meditation becomes yet one more way of opening the heart and clearing out difficulties and resistances blocks etc to to assimilating this it becomes one more way but uh, the uh, so therefore the buddhist forms of meditation are easier to follow and they have similar effects and so that is they they have become much more popular uh, then but then in vedantic meditation we have certain uh, uh, we have certain ways of doing it, and with with certain logic in Vedanta. So the so the meditation is in the form of a mental prayer. That is what it is. Because if you take the name of Ishvara, Om Namashivaya, Om Shivaya, Om Namashivaya, If you take, then if you keep repeating that, then it is meaningful. There is something about it that's very very meaningful. The word Shiva means that which is the most auspicious thing and that auspiciousness namaha unto that which is the auspicious and that namaha means surrender salutations unto that which is auspicious. Om a sound of blessing. This being said the sound of blessing and om namashivaya the repetition is doing something to the heart. The repeated, uh, you know, the the repeated uh, uh, chanting of that. Om Namas Shivaya. Om Namas Shivaya. Om Namas Shivaya. It's opening the heart. Even though you may not know who this Shiva is and where is this Shiva, you don't know. But still, there is, it's an ancient prayer. It brings with it its own blessing. It brings with it a very it's, it brings with it a tremendous force which can only be uh, which can only be uh, understood after repetition and so that is one thing it does and the second thing it does is in, in addition to opening the heart it also disciplines the mind usually the mind is all over the place and it has to be all over the place otherwise how will you how will you perceive something No, I want the mind to stay only in one place. Then you'll be stuck with all the things that you see the whole day. First you saw one pot, ghata, (laughs) And then you saw an elephant. Then the pot hasn't gone from the mind. So on top of the pot, the elephant is balancing. The poor elephant is balancing on top of the pot now. Then after that, you see some flowers. Somebody is carrying some flowers. Then on the elephant's trunk is balanced the flowers. Then you see some books. On top of the flower are some books. Then you get worried. Okay, the the books are crushing the flowers. So like this, you'll have no moment of rest. But the mind is not supposed to be like that. The mind is not supposed to stay. It is supposed to just be free. A free uh, wanderer. That's what it is. An easy and free wanderer. (laughs) That's what the mind is supposed to do. It's not supposed to just uh, keep in one place. Otherwise, how will perception take place? You are always moving and you are keeping on seeing new, new things. And so the mind also has to be there uh, along with that and allow this perception because the world is full of rich objects. It's Ishvara's creation. And in this creation, there are so many things to see, so many things to hear, so many things to enjoy. And the mind has to be alert and present and go go with all the things that you want to uh, uh, experience. The mind is not supposed to stick with one uh, object. And therefore, the difficulty in focusing the mind, because it seems to just be going. And... Along with this habit of the moving mind, the moving mind is of course, habitual. And then we have a kind of a contradiction. It seems to go on its own way. This is, it helps with regard to the external perception, but that same mind, which is very, very uh, resilient with regard to the external perception of objects, is a liability with regard to the internal perceptions of experiences, pains, hurts, etc. Because there it stays. Where it's supposed to stay, it doesn't stay. Where it's not supposed to to stay, it stays. And it keeps staying there, and then it keeps going from hurt to hurt. And not only, not being content with that, it projects those hurts onto this, wonderful jagat this universe of names and forms which are just uh, uh, free of those hurts that is the projection the mind catches hold of that victimization and paints the jagat with with those the, the hues of victimization subjectivity and so the meditation gives freeze the mind and allows it to be what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be it's supposed to be a tool for you to enjoy the jagat it's a tool for you to think it's a tool for you to focus when you want and not focus when you want but the mind backed by strong preferences and prejudices known as raga and dvesha has you know has its own uh, uh, own trajectory what does it do it keeps ma- mired in these raga dveshas, it powerfully projects all kinds of things that it wants and uh, makes life difficult. And therefore one is not focused, one is distracted, especially in these days, in the, in the day of social media, social, uh, what is that called, handheld devices, social media, etc., etc. It's very, very easy. To just keep on, you know, you the body is here, but the mind is elsewhere. Very, very hard to bring the, ba- my, the mind back. So the meditation here is to bring the mind back and tether it to that only thing that does not shift, that does not change, which is I, which is Ishvara. That's why Om Namah you see, that's what it is, because you're fixing the mind on that which is unchanging. And then at the same time, on a a more empirical or practical level, you are telling the mind for this period of time, you are going to think what I tell you to think. What is the first thought? Om Namah Shivaya. (laughs) What is the second thought? Om Namah Shivaya. What is the third thought? Om Namah Shivaya. What is the fourth thought? Yeah, did I turn the stove off or is anything happening? I've been meditating for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like that. The fourth thought or the fifth thought will not be Om Namah Shivaya because the mind says, what this boring thing? Why should I do this? I have other things to do. I have other preoccupations. I'm going to go and see. Did I call that person? Did this thing? And... uh, and maybe, you know, somebody called Shiva, who oh, oh, wonder how, you know, I, just, I should look and see if they have a Facebook account, because I went to high school with this Shiva, and I haven't heard from them at all. Lost touch. Wonder what they're doing now. Let me check their Facebook and see. And then what happens here? The meditation has fallen flat on its face. And so the meditation means you repeatedly bring the mind back with patience and love, just like a mother, you know, brings back a small child straying onto the traffic uh, ridden street. No, 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 you cannot go there. Come back, come back, come back. If you yell at the child, it will not do, it will will go the opposite way. So with, with great care and compassion, We have to bring it back without getting mad at ourselves. Why is this distraction taking place? Distraction is taking place, simple. Without distraction, it is not called meditation. It would become Samadhi. It it is not called meditation. Dhyanam means distraction will be there. And your job is to bring the mind back repeatedly again and again uh, all the time. Then what happens? After a while, the mind just is worn out. <laughs> worn out because it tries to stray, but then you bring it back. It tries to stray, you bring it back. And then it says, okay, 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 okay. There also it's very sneaky. Sometimes it says, okay. And it again has a pact with uh, with Vak, speech. And it says, okay, you say Om Namah Shivaya and I'll just go on a holiday. <laughs> Terrible it is. Very, very <laughs> sneaky it is. <laughs> ah. so that has to be also looked into. That's why we say when we do japa, make sure the voice is not involved. Then the mind rides on the breath and tells the prana, "You keep chanting and you know, breathe in Om Namah Shivaya. breathe out Om Namah Shivaya. That also doesn't work. That also doesn't work. So we have to learn to disengage the mantra from the breath and from the speech, even that little speech that's happening, that in, inner voice, that inner speech. And so it should be a purely mental exercise, just like doing mental arithmetic, should be a purely mental exercise. And so that's how the you know that's how the whole thing. Uh, helps to have uh, the dritta phala means one has a say over the ways of the mind. The problem sometimes is that one says okay I'll meditate for an hour nothing happens. So th- therefore you have to start in small increments, tiny tiny increments like I'll meditate for one minute tick 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 it's nice it's easy one minute meditation the acronym is om yeah o m m one minute meditation <laughs> and and by the time you're you know by the time you're done you don't even know the minute has passed and there you get a sense of accomplishment and then the mind cooperates because the ahankara is patted on the back and the mind and the ahankara are friends. And so the ahankara feels good and it's patted on the back. And then it, it will have an inclination to meditate again. And when it meditates again, let us not make the mistake of going for now, I'll go for 48 minutes. No, one minute meditation twice. <laughs> One medit- minute meditation, three times. You can do this at work also. No one will bother you if you just take a minute off. Mm. And so this is the this is the reason why the meditation is advised. Because then over time, with the japa siddhi, with uh, with the uh, med- success in this articulation of the japa. then the mind doesn't bother you even when you're not meditating. You have a say over the mad ways of this mind. You have a say over the ways of the mind. There is fewer distractions, there are fewer uh, interruptions, there are fewer blocks and the unconscious which keeps on impinging, the unconscious mind which keeps on uh, wanting to put its foot in the situation uh, all the time, wants to put its toe in the door in, in the doorway of your go- goals and ambitions, that also retracts. And mm. then this is called antaranga sadhana an inward sadhana. The inward sadhana uh, the, the blessing of the inward sadhana is chitta Chalyam, sthirata, sthairya naishchalyam means The non-moving, the unmoving mind. You get this, you get uh, a kind of a success in managing the mind and allowing it to stay. When Arjuna complains in the sixth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, I can't, it's easier to catch hold of the wind rather than to manage this mind. Lord Krishna gives him two words through which one can have a say over the mind. It's not mind control. It is managing the mind. And the two words are Abhyasa, practice, repetition. You know, you wear out the mind and its uh, stubbornness, its blocks, its resistance. You wear it out. It says, okay, okay. I know now it is the time for Om Namah Shivaya. All right. That's what it does. You wear it out. You wear out the resistance, abhyasa. And the other one is vairagya. Vairagya means the cultivation of dispassion. So over time, it's not that the distractions don't come. The distractions come, but one is alert about the distractions. And you know what one does? When the distraction comes, one has internal vairagya to let go of that particular thought. Did I turn off the stove? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> Om namah Shivaya. <laughs> Did I lock the door? Doesn't matter. Om namah Shivaya. Oh, I'm hungry. We'll, we'll eat soon. Om namah Shivaya. So you, you, you are able to, to do the same thing to the thought which one is advised to do with regard to one's possessions, for example. Just like... One uh, one allows the possessions to drop as one grows into uh, into a place of emotional maturity, spiritual and emotional maturity. One allows the things to drop because those things do no longer define you. Those things, you don't have to hold on to the things because of insecurity. So the same way you allow the notions to drop, internal dropping of the ideologies notions and then first of course one begins with thoughts you allow the thoughts to drop oh but i really want to think this drop this is vairagya so to vairagya na grihyate. the mind is managed the mind is held nicely by who you the sadhaka the seeker you are the one who holds the mind. You are the one who directs the mind. The mind does not direct you. And that is, of course, the purpose of the meditation is to have a mind that is unmoving and to have a mind that, uh, not unmoving all the time, but when you want it to stay, it stays. Just like you train a puppy dog with rewards. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a little biscuit and it'll sit. So you make the mind sit it a reward afterwards, no problem at all. You make the mind sit, you make the mind stay. Why? So that you can listen to the knowledge and understand that you are that Ishvara that whose name you repeat. That is the idea. that's sat